What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Wait, one second. I'm having cough drop. I mean, I call, yeah, Reed's still sick. Makes me anxious. I did go to the doctor. Oh, yeah? What did they say? Nothing. They didn't ask to test you for COVID? She tested me for swabs all over my throat. And then uh-huh. she was like, well, I'll let you know. I mean, mm-hmm. they did a rapid strep test and they were like, uh-huh. no. You're coughing? I don't cough in, with this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. But they, she said, take zinc and vitamin C. I said, well, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll thank see you. you later. See you later. Bye. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get into, into Abby, I have to do like a really quick... For whatever reason, I don't know what possessed me. I was like, I'm going to watch Contagion while I'm feeling <laughs> so totally freaked out about coronavirus. I Have you ever seen it, Reed? Yeah. The part where they fold Gwyneth Paltrow's like, forehead down over her eyes because they're like, they've cut into her brain to be like, what is this virus doing? Uh-huh. I couldn't. The part that really got me is when Kate Winslet wakes up in her hotel room and she goes, oh, no, 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 and runs to the bathroom and takes her temperature you know, like five scenes later, wrapped in a blue bag. She know. does. She dies. Oh yeah, it's that movie was so distressing. How quickly do you die in that movie? It's <laughs> weird. They didn't really get the through line together of it very well. Some well, because Gwyneth three... appeared to die instantly. She died in three days. Um, oh. Other people, you know, die seem to take a lot longer. It's that part's the part that's not so great. The part that was really <clears throat> intense was like how people panic around all of it. Oh. Which I can really see. Gotta get your canned beans happening with this in this moment. And you know what? This administration that cut so much of our funding from CDC, like all the when we had the special uh, task teams for Ebola and all of that, mm-hmm. all that got cut. Even as like a new Ebola outbreak happened in Western Africa, mm-hmm. so we're pretty in America. I'd say it's not so great. I. I went to go get things framed yesterday and um, these people were talking to me and they were like, yeah, we just got back from Italy and Jeremy looked at me to see if I'd step away, but Uh my whole body shut down so I couldn't move. I saw a a post from someone who was at JFK two days ago and it was empty. Yeah. Planes planes are down 90%. Ticket sales are down 90% on airfare because people are like... Oh, should we get tickets right now? While they're so cheap? Are they cheap? Yeah, uh, well, I need I to wanted... book my, my flights to and from Chicago weekly yeah. right now. I wanted to go to Australia because they <laughs> don't have a lot of cases, but they were still $1,200, so mm. that's not that cheap. That's about what they run just on the regs. I do wear my mask, uh-huh. um, even though you're only supposed to get the N95. That's the only thing that's supposed to wear. I also heard you're not supposed to wear it unless you are sick. Yeah, it's more of so you don't get others sick. Yeah, you're not supposed to be wearing the mask. Why? Because you're fine. I mean... It's but. because the main transmission right now is I, something that I, whatever, saw or read or something was um, through sneezing. So it's for carriers are supposed to... Or possible carriers, potential right. carriers are supposed right. to be wearing masks. I mean, anyone... Reed, you should be wearing a mask. 
Oh, I have it. I have it. Rita's sitting on the opposite side of the room. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, and I talked to my mom on the phone yesterday, and she was like, Promise me you'll get a mask. But also, like, is it in your chest? Because uh, people, like, both Terry and Jennifer Monson came back from New York and had pneumonia at the beginning of the semester. And I had undergrads with pneumonia. So it's like, whatever, whatever, like, cold virus that's been around has. New York or, or just in the air has definitely turned into pneumonia. Well, the, like, the symptom of, of coronavirus is that it gives you a viral pneumonia. Oh, cute. So, Maybe I have pneumonia. Nobody. So, like, with but everybody's pneumonia recovering. generally, it's like, but everyone recovered. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm fine. Kicked it. Kick, they beat it. All right. Just, yeah. you know what? Uh, this is my prescription for people. Get out of New York. No. Have one or two cigarettes a day to trigger your body into panic so that uh-huh. it has to kind of like deal with like work. lung lung health. Go for a hard run mm-hmm. and then do six drops of oil of oregano every day and maybe stock up on some Chinese lung herbs. That's That's been my plan. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... On that note, do 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 special bulletin, ladies of another, please keep us posted. On um, yeah, if any of our <laughs> listeners are have their lives have been affected by coronavirus, we want to know stories. I want to know about it. I want to. I've read two separate. I can't. You know, she has a bit of a health anxiety. Yeah. Uh, what have you? And um, I, this one's really got me. This They're one's really, really got me. Well, no surprise. It's really. It's this one is really like. We babysat this puppy this weekend. Oh, so. Oh, that's not your dog? It's not our Aww. dog. We're I know, I wanted that to be it, your dog. It really, like, completed your family. It was so, well, you know what? I realized that all animals and all beings love Jeremy because he is so calm and loving. And she loved me, but it was manic. We were, we were, we had manic, manic energy. Um, but I was really like, focus on the dog. And then, like, you know, five minutes later, I'd be, like, scanning for new news New news. Like, new news. What's the new news? What about this was amazing. The and Trump was like, she was a wonderful woman about the man who died. Oh my god. I, we're so I didn't just, know about this. Yeah, it's a real jeez. It's like a bad movie. Which is why I suggest because I was on the phone with Michelle Mola when I was driving back from Bard and she said Quan should do contagion. And I was like, Yeah. Quan was the dramatic parody reading ensemble. Oh, we did ensemble. Notes on a Scandal, okay. Black Swan. Okay. But I was thinking we could do like Outtagen, where it'd be like Outbreak and Contagion, because the monkey's so good. Yeah. And Outbreak. I don't remember that. Anyhow, Yay. so there we go. We just, I had to talk about current events. Yeah. And um, we're here with Abby Zibikowski, Abby. who I have a tremendous amount to say. I think I'm going to start, because okay. obviously I'm on a roll. I've just had get it over with. coffee. <laughs> Beth Gill and I are at ADF uh, in 1967. I, I, what, what, year, like, what I year was that? 2014? 15? 15. 15. 15, I think. Yes. Yeah. It was 2015. Beth Gill and I are there. They're like, oh, come to the showings of people who are here or whatever. I, we walk in this theater and are they doing two nickels on a yeah. dime? Double nickels on a dime. Double nickels on the dime. And Beth and I watch this duet and are like, "De fuck. Beth and I like walked out of the theater and we're like, that shit's got to come to New York. That's just really going to like blow durational dance out, out, out. And um, then you and I became friends that summer. Yeah. 
and really hung tight. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah you were super my boyfriend that I summer. know. I loved it. And I really, like, full stepped into that I am PJ Harvey and you're Henry, Henry Rollins. Rollins. I was very much Henry Rollins. Yeah. I had the, mo- I mean, uh, yeah, mohawk, just big, like, neck veins bulging yeah you were like let's work and i was like i make a witch dance <laughs> and um uh we hung out all summer and i was like we've got to get you to new york we've got to get to new york and then i was like i'm just gonna walk you into jay wegman's office and yeah. we're gonna do this shit at abrams yeah and then you did that and that went well and then i was like gideon you have to come see this thing you have to have to and then bring her to bard and then came to bard but then like then things are really moving. Yeah. Like, things really moved. Yeah, and I do, like, I I owe so much to, like, both, like, you and Beth and, like, Leah bringing me to ADF in the first place after seeing, like, one thing and and being like, oh, yeah, this could really work. And then, like, you walking me into Abrams was, like, A, like, I learned a lot about that sort of interaction you had. And then it was also... (laughs) <laughs> like it was kind of amazing like Jay who has like kind of followed up after like mm-hmm. um he was also on his way out and he knew it <laughs> so it was interesting because I think right, he was right. like he was like yeah what do we have to lose okay. and I think he had such impl- he had such implicit trust in you yeah that it was just like okay well, then where did Leah see you to- well I had um and we're talking about Leah Cox Leah Cox, Leah Cox saw me t- she saw me director teach director of ADF yeah um the ADF school yeah, she told school, me, yeah. she saw me teach, and this is what I was talking with with Reed about earlier. That's like oftentimes because I'm not in my work, people might miss my presence or like kind of what I look like, what that thing is, you know. Um, but if you see me teach and you kind of hear me, I, I, this was a good, um, I think, like platform for me that to, to have more of a like a, a voice, you know, in a way where it's like if you don't see me teach, because so much of what I value in teaching and how I work in that comes through in in the making of the work that she was like yeah come come but she saw me in like norfolk virginia at the national high school dance festival what yeah okay so now let's backtrack <laughs> so you grew up in new jersey right i grew up in south jersey in yeah. south jersey Cherry right Hill, camden right. county right yeah. and then how did dance first start to infiltrate your life there um so like dance had been in my life. It had been around me. I, I'm 100% Polish. My family's from upstate New York. And my mom, like, in, in like, the 70s, right, she used to, while people were going to, like, discos, her and her sister were following polka bands as, like, polka fly girls with, like, white patent leather boots and, like, but then also kind of, like, traditional, like, like, pol- like Polish uh-huh. kind of, like, vests and things uh-huh. like that. And so, like, they all, like, there's a, there's a polka, Polish community polka dance circuit that was happening. So it's just, like, dancing and that, that, that thing wasn't ever something, like, um, that didn't exist. Like, it wasn't weird to move around, this to move your body. from Men Don't Leave, where she goes to the polish dance thing and then she gets happy for a second oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't know this movie Are you sure? oh my god well it's reed's favorite movie it's called okay. men don't leave okay and nine i will check it out Just you should line. check it out yeah. there's a really incredible polish yeah. uh, polka to see in an edit yeah that's pretty joyous yeah okay so, so it's like i i always you know and i'm the youngest of three girls and so my oldest sister she like 
you know, started in the dance studio years before me and I would be obsessed with like, let's go early. I want to watch. I want to learn. Like always like standing in the doorway, like trying to figure stuff out. And dance going studio, home and like practicing. comp dance? No, not competition. No, it was like, it was a dance studio, but actually it's the reason why I went to Temple. My, my, the teacher there, she got her master's. So she had an MFA from Temple University. So she, it was, it was a different, there was, there was more of a, a she was aware of sort of, you know, what could go really wrong in a dance studio environment. And right. I think that she was really like trying to make an inclusive space, like so much that there was, um, you know, there was kids, kids with Down syndrome and in, in some of the classes there, my, my mom, we, I mean, we couldn't really afford it. They kind of gave us a discount because we had multiple children coming to it, right. but it was, um, I think there was a, a a girl that was legally blind who was in a class that my sister was in. She's like, yeah, this is the place. And so, like, that was the place that I um, that I started. Her name is Carol Swift. Um, and, yeah, Dance Beat in Haddonfield. And it was in a little, it was a, a, a richer part of town. Is well, there, not part of town. It was a town over from where I came from. Is still Dance Beat? Dance Beat doesn't exist oh, anymore. No. 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 Carol. But, I, I mean, she's retired. She's, oh, okay. you know. And actually, after I graduated from, because I went to Temple University, after I graduated there, she kind of got me a job I, t- teaching. I took over her position teaching at a high school in Haddonfield. So oh. I went right into teaching public school out of undergrad. Um, but anyways, I it was that. But it was also, like, tap was all I did and all I wanted to do. That's interesting. Like, tap, but not, like, never heels tap and never right. really to music, but, like, this, Once like, you make your own this fucking, What's heels yeah, top? Like not in high heels, like not oh, kind of a Broadway, nothing. I, I've never been drawn to maybe what is overly conventionally feminine. Um, I think that there's a strength and a power that is is feminine, is very strong, right? But it's not aligned with a kind of, you know, um, softness or, or... Femme fluidity. Yeah. Like yours yeah. comes more in like a, like a femme, I'm going to kick your guts out yeah and that's more accepted now but i've been i've been a fucking freak like (coughs) since the big you know what i mean like i've always been super like i only wore boys clothes and like this had a lot to do with that like family dynamics in my household i was the man of the house as the youngest daughter i hung the christmas lights i remember in like maybe like the sixth grade all i wore were tim's Polo shirts and What's khakis. Tim's? Tim Timberland boots. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry, Reed. No, no, I'm just gonna um, keep asking questions. But like, um, yeah, you know, these things where it was like I I wanted to dance and I knew that there was something that I was connected to. There has never quite been a space for me to exist in. But there's a lot of awesome places that have opened their doors for me to come and learn and participate. And to be honest, most of those places have been black dance spaces. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've always just kind of been, you know, um, figuring out and then like figuring out what, okay, what, what can I do and how can I responsibly kind of represent those ideas and those, those concepts, those histories and continue to do what I do, which is kind of, uh, you know, I think I've always just seen the world differently. Everyone has always seen the world differently, but I think when it comes to dance and like um, conventions and understanding, I guess, you know, not just accepting that this is the way things are, but kind of digging into the like underneath, like, well, why are things the way that they are and, mm. and figuring out how else they can be 
instead of just... And talk through some yeah. of how that began to happen. Because you go to Temple, you go to Temple for... I go to Temple for dance. For dance. Yeah. And then you start working in public. In a public school, yeah. So, like, I mean, it, it even started, like... Had you even gotten into any, like, punk theory yet? No, but I had, like, so boyfriends that were um, in hardcore punk bands. Mm-hmm. And actually, I dated two guys that were in the same band, not at the same time, but, like, started off dating, you know, the the singer-songwriter and, like, going to all these shows at, like, VFWs in Bumblefuck, New Jersey. Right, right, right. Or, like, yeah, like, bars in the Pine Barrens. Right, right, Like, places right, where right. it's, like... The, like, the politics of the people that live around and that, like, it, it actually can be kind of, like, dangerous for certain people to exist in, like, the Pineys, you know, yeah. but, like, going there because that's where, the, that's where the, the, um, that's where the shows were and just kind of, like, this is interesting, like, this, this friction of, like, the people that are here that don't want to hear this fucking grindcore music, um, and then the people in all the other bands that are like, this is my, you know, this is everything to me. This, this, this is, this makes sense. This makes the world make sense to me. Right, this right. is grounding for me. Um, and so I and when was you were dating them. What were they exposing so, you to? Like, so I, like, I think my main, um, so I've always been like a fan of music. I've always played, like I've played instruments to a degree of, like, being self-taught, you know, right. like, um, guitar. I mean, that's that's kind of where the punkness comes in, where it's, like, that this... I've been, like, that that kind of rawness has always been, I'm going to figure this shit out and push ahead right. and, and make it essential and not necessarily putting on an affect of, like, I'm going to, you know, wear a studded collar and, you know, shop at Hot Topic and be right, punk. Right, right, but right. it's, like, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to make it fucking happen. And I'm going to present, you know, females, present, um, you know, uh, diff- like, in a new light. I mean, and not just females, because I think for me, I was like, I'm going to present dance in a new light. I wasn't even necessarily looking at sort of the delivery systems, which, you know, I, for a long time when I started making work, I was working with the same two women, you know, because they're who would be with me when I couldn't pay them. And then right. so they're still with me. They're still dancing. I mean, one of them has um, Fiona has, you know, she's the company manager now. They both are rehearsal directors like they're, you know, and they're I'm really trying to build something sustainable for them and for everybody that wants to keep going with this shit, right. which I guess like that is not very punk. But in a way it is because it's I'm trying to find like an equalizer or trying to like an equitable playing field for like the work is fucking hard and I want everyone to come with what they know, you know, both through like lived experiences, what is like deeply entrained into your bodies, what is deeply entrained into your psyches. And if you're ready for that, come into the space and let's see what happens. Right. So, yes. So Temple, uh, at Temple, you didn't have to take ballet when I went there. You had to take African dance. And so, you know, I had already been coming into Philly whenever I could to um, take West African classes at Koresh. I used to take Jeffrey Page's class there. And then Crystal Frazier, she was a, a former pure movement hip hop dancer. And like, that was really, I'm of the era of when hip hop just started to come into dance studio settings. 
Right. So it's like that's that's my era, and like not not Dolly, like you know the Dolly Dinkle hip hop, but right. it's like oh, it is you know it's the mid to late nineties, yeah, and and that that is actually like these are professional street dancers that are are starting to teach in like a space where you can come and and learn from them, and so like that was like that was setting me up to be like yeah, I like understanding that both like you know understanding who's in the room with me. And um, uh, not just the steps themselves, but I came really attuned to, like, what's happening, like, what's happening around. And we've talked about this a lot, like, kind of, like, that, like... A feeling of hypervigilance or being yes. psychic? Not, um, I'm not... I don't, I don't feel psychic. The hypervigilance... Well, no, I mean, that's my joke is, like, yeah. am I psychic or am I just hypervigilant because yeah. of how I grew up? And exactly. that, like, inside of that like attending to sort of not like a, a 300 yard diameter around yourself. Right. I think that right. affects the movement in this way. And then how not only like spatial organization is going to happen, but what are the energetic organizations right. that are happening outside of that? Right. Right. Or and from that rather, not outside of that. So that, and, and right. So there's a porousness to, to that, like being in that. So it's like, you are reactive to the space around you. It yeah. is reactive towards you. That is A, that's sports. Yeah. You know, B, that is um, that is certain West African dance practices. We can take something like Sabar, for example, or um, from Senegal, or um, uh, Mandiani from, from Mali, or from various, you know, I think that's the, the, the kind of root origin of it. Um, in present day Mali. Um, and also like, like hip hop tap, like there's this call and response. There's this porousness, there's this reactivation. It's not just about form being able to be reproduced kind of cleanly and without sort of conversation. Right. Like it's, it's like, you know, it took me a long time to understand all those things have been affecting like both my understanding of those cultural practices, my practicing of those cultural practices, and then also this hypervigilance shit. Right. But also not shying away from the amount of work on the body that that, that, that means a lot of work on the body. And that means a lot of work and, in, in your head or, 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 or a fusing. It's a yeah. lot of focus, yeah. but it's like, I, I think I have always had to, I've always had to work. Right. I started working in the seventh grade as a porter at the bowling alley, the local playdrome. Um, I worked every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I was the first female porter and the porter meant you took out trash you set up and cleaned up for the birthday parties. I would literally have to clean the bathroom sometimes. I would have to shovel the snow when there were snowstorms. And one day, my boss, like the manager, she came up and she gave me a snow shovel. And she was like, can you clean out the garbage stuck to the bottom of the dumpster? Wow. <laughs> and that's middle school. Right. You know? Necessary. But that it's was like but, but but it was like it was like stuck there and then it was like around like it was like make the dumpster less dirty. Make essentially the dumpster <laughs> more voluminous. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, those kinds of things where it was like, but anything was better than being home. So it's like cool, you're paying me. I will clean this up. Fine.
Okay, hi, ladies. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Hi, we're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, Reed so and Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there, it's and we need a, you to um, rate. What would you call it? Comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're gonna go to iTunes, and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast, and rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely, and subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. Go check them out. And Not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, because and I would say, here's your my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. So I will Well, I like- think that's an interesting <laughs> thing that also in terms of the necessity of the practice or what the labor of the choreography uh-huh in your work or where I found it so penetrating was also that it felt so relieving in a way for myself uh, who who spends my time in New York, which is mainly around like either postmodern formalist dance structures or things that come outside of that. Um, or then there's ballet, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Though then we also had like these kind of like punk pockets inside mm-hmm. of inside of my generation, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, Anne Live Young and Rebecca Paddock and Jillian mm-hmm. um, Pena and like yeah. these women who I knew through that. And so that was what was interesting. And then in meeting you was seeing this real, there's no text. No. The work is incredibly physical mm-hmm. and really hard and it does traffic along this line of sports which was so exciting right. to me mm-hmm. like it was so exciting at ADF to watch your show in a gym on a basketball court yeah, yeah because like listening to from? the sneakers and watching people take that space mm-hmm. and then do something where they're sweating real hard in about one minute yeah and then they have to keep going and the audience, we stood on the sides. It's that porousness thing. Yeah. And we just were like screaming at them, like, yes, go, do it, go, go, you can do that. And I remember that way more from like growing up with, around sports mm-hmm. where yeah. you're like screaming at people. Where does this element of kind of like fitness or like sport come into the dance? Um, so I think it, it comes through like many different ventricles. Um, one being, yeah, I was always, um, physical and I played sports. I mainly was, I was an, I was either all state or all South Jersey field hockey goalie, um, in high school. I was also the captain of the team. I played varsity for three years. I practiced varsity all four years, you know, like, shit like, so, but it's also interesting in like talking with the counselor and realizing like, Oh, I'm really good at defensive skills. Like, right. like to be like as a goalie, like you need that hyper vigilance right, that right, you right. need You're as watching, a goalie. Watching, watching, yeah, right. and like my team did it. It's basically score. me on the subway these days. Just exactly for, for the coronavirus. Like, uh-huh. like cough, I can hear it a mile away. Uh huh. But like my team didn't score goals. 
but I somehow stood out to other coaches that nominated me for these other teams, right? right so right. it's just like, it's not like we were a winning team. We had like sh- shutouts and that's right. about it. Right, so it was right. like the weight was on me. Right. Um, I wish I could go back and experience that now. It's like, God, I didn't play in high, I didn't play in college because I wanted to dance. Right. And it's like, if there was like a 30, I just turned 36. If there was a team for like 36 year olds, like I think I would be interested in like what that process of going back into it would be and how it relates to all this other stuff. So there's that. But there's also this um, element of, yeah, there's sneakers on, right? So you're going to think sports right away. But there are certain techniques that I've practiced in working with contemporary African choreographers that have revolutionized the way that I see the body, the way that I appreciate labor, and and the way that I see potential in people that might not, that it's not about a line in the body. So Vincent Manso, he's South African choreographer, he lives in France. Um, He did a collaboration with Charles Anderson in Philly, and I used to dance for Charles Anderson, and he came in for like a month and trained us like every day. This shit was so hard. Things hurt that I didn't know could hurt. Like, this was the first time, like, up inside me hurt, where I had a hard time walking down the streets of the hallway. The streets of the, the, the Walking down the hallway. Yeah, streets but the, the streets the of the streets hallway. Of the hallway. At the really high school I the taught streets. at. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's the streets. Take it to the streets of the hallway at right. school. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there was yeah. something, but I, I was... Like your diaphragm hurt. Yes. Like, breathing in a certain way. Yeah. Like, so as we're like, I am on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I... You know, like, I was one of the only people that showed up every day. Like, sometimes, like, other people kind of found excuses to not come. And uh, I showed up every day, and I felt that appreciation, and I felt that being seen, and I felt that, that in a way that I hadn't necessarily felt connected because there was elements of martial arts. There's elements of Martha Graham. There's elements of Zulu, you know, traditional South African dance. So it's just like there's so much fused through this one person and their technique, which is called koba, which means to bend in a South African language. But he also like grew up during apartheid so like he would tell us to eat the dirt while dancing and i'm like this is what i've been looking for in life is like somebody to get on like yeah clean the dumpster eat the dirt you know what i mean like so i was like yeah there was a connection and and it's very it's contemporary like he's a contemporary artist and he and so it was like seeing how someone organizes in that way was like okay how do i organize all this shit as like a white woman coming from like a lower middle class to working class background. I mean, my dad would fluctuate from having work to being a golf caddy. My mom worked four jobs simultaneously. Like, so it was just like a lot of shit. Always outside of and inside of that too. I think that's something that I've thought about both in terms of the work I want to see and in terms of the work I've made about like where I came from in terms of class Yeah, and like what it is, like what growing up in rural Midwest Uh meant inside of like, and then all of a sudden, you know, reading Lacan, like not all of a sudden, but like later and then having that infiltrate dance as well in terms of, you know, we just talked about this in our last uh, episode about, you know, theory oh, and dance mm-hmm. and proving dance's worth through theory and the academy, the academy, Did the you academy. Did you read I just read yeah, it and I sent I love it to read. that shit. It's great. What? I sent it to you and it's fine. It so, doesn't surprise me that you didn't read it. Is it a book it. or an article? No, it's no, an, it article an article from their, their, I guess it's a blog post. It was but a blog great. post and it was an article about the performance at Abrams. 
Oh, I got it yesterday. I haven't read it yet. That's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. uh, it's this, I think that inside of that too, then also what, what is, the, what are the, also those systems of like how we activated as kids at that time of like, mm-hmm. what was it like running in the woods or playing sports or like defending yourself from being beaten up? Mm-hmm. How does that translate in terms of this, this, dance thing and a way that dance could be for more people and Mm -hmm. people who maybe feel no relationship to dance whatsoever. Yeah. And that is a place where your dance work, I think, I'm curious to see. I remember when we were talking about, you're like, I want this shit to like go to malls. I would love to tour shopping malls (laughs) and basketball clubs. But the problem is, is that who's going to fund that? Because you're not necessarily selling tickets to that. So then it touring, like, it's just like, unfortunately right now because it does also it's 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 moving when you see a group of people do that right and i'm working my ass off to pay people hourly for all the long hours that they put in and um a lot of people are working their asses off to make that happen to get the grants to like my salary at u of i hustling back and forth all the time it's like how did u of i happen U of I happened because I was, after I got my master's at Ohio State, they hired me for two years to just, like, it was like a contract that was renewed, and then it was Why renewed. Why did you go to Ohio State? Um, I needed to get away from where I grew up. And even though yeah. I was in Philly, it was, like, really, like, tw- yeah, 20 right. minutes from where I grew up. So, also, um, B.B. Miller, who w- right. became, like, a really huge mentor for me, um, she was there and she was like her and Vicki Blaine, who was kind of her mentor. Those two women in particular were like it for me there. Right. You That's know. where Pam Tan went. Yeah. Yeah. Did she come in for grad school or undergrad? I think undergrad. Yeah. But it's good school. Yeah. I lived in Columbus for Did three you? years. Yeah. I, I mean, God, living in the cornfields makes me miss Columbus. I know. Columbus feels metropolitan compared to that. For sure. Yeah. So OSU happened. I also was like, I can't stay at this particular public school forever. They, while it was great and I learned a lot, there was a lot of friction when it came to class and when it came to my, what I was interested in in dance, which was pushing sort of like high physicality and experimentation. They were like, we want a five, six, seven, eight competition, you know, hip hop routine. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't speak that language. And so it was just like, but I really did flip the, the, I flipped the, the student population that took dance classes at that high school. It started with all the like competition girls and then little by little, all of the goths started to take my class. And it was like, because you could, you could choose to take dance instead of gym and little by little, it was just like, you know, you know, it's like, it's like how you and I found each other yeah, at ADF. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. like, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on Intensity. board for something. Intensity. Yeah. Well, and also what it is for what I originally had loved in dance, which was the sense of catharsis I would feel from it, or like mm-hmm. what the body can do. Yeah. And how the body can exhibit emotional content that the mind and the voice uh, can betray about. Anyhow, yeah. so you're at OSU, and then you're I was at OSU, at- and then I was like, you know, I had I had continuously been trying to show and get work seen in New York, and it was really hard, and I felt really misunderstood, um, because I've I guess I've always just been kind of trying to build something 
bigger like something mm. in the like a, I was I was working towards like in the long run you know versus I'm not somebody who could do a like a piece where it's like I have this idea for this one specific thing and it's gonna go like this but like I feel like as my awareness and consciousness and whole being evolves like that's what the work is doing and not that um like my consciousness of all the things around me like that's how it shifts so it's like it's really hard to explain that especially when you don't have much confidence like I'm not a great public speaker I'm good I'm having a conversation with you guys and that's much better than me having to present myself in a certain way right and I'm good when I'm you and I have also known each other now for like years five years fucking years Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like but I'm also good at teaching and like because it's like it's about this thing that's outside of me Right. Or even if I'm talking about the work, it's about this thing that's outside of me. But when I felt like I was really trying to overly sell myself and I didn't know how because I didn't necessarily know the um, the scene here that much. So I had been trying and trying. And uh, until you and, you know, Leah, Beth and you like really were like, yeah, like, let's. Like, you need to, you know, think about things. And, like, Beth invited me to perform at the Movement Research Fall Festival. Like, her and Corey Olinghouse were curating. And so that was really helpful. Um, And just kind of talking about, you know, because I don't don't live here because I've always been wanting to. Like, I I knew that I needed a a full-time gig to get, you know, if you want to have a dance company that consistently makes work, you need to work at a university. Right now, the economy is not, I don't know how else you can make it work if you're trying to start. If you are inheriting something, it is possibility that you don't have to do that, but I I don't know how to make it work. Right, you need the financial support of like something with a powerful infrastructure. Absolutely. But what what is the curriculum that you are responsible for at um, Illinois? So I, I'm on the undergraduate committee and I teach a contemporary class that speaks directly to the heart of all these things that we're talking about with labor and sort of aesthetics, where they come from, why they exist, um, destabilizing or decentering sort of Western kind of white supremacist aesthetics, because those aren't necessarily the ones that have ever taught me or, or even conditioned. I mean, we're all conditioned by that kind of capitalism that we live in, that economy, but like in terms of actual training, you know, speaking to, and then the complexity of, you know, what is it to not be black, to be white, to be, you know, to be a woman, to be assumed on all these things. So like, just how do you, how do you responsibly work through all this shit? That's what I teach in the technique class. I teach. (laughs) Is there there a lot of discussion in, in the technique class? There is. There's also, you do it first and then yeah. we talk because yeah. it's like I'm not gonna I can't I can't load you up front end you need to experience it because I can't I also can't tell you how to feel I'm gonna tell you where I'm right. coming from but even with my dancers I'm not I can't tell anyone how to right. feel and right. that's not the purpose you and know do the dancers in your classes do they do they ask questions they do and how do you make them feel free to do that I uh I actually am while people might feel like I'm super intense I'm like a love bug a little bit so it's like I'm actually I like I joke you know I'll joke but I but you know I'm about the work at the same time you're also young faculty I mean this is the thing it's like I feel that when it comes to in in teaching Mm -hmm. I think something that is really important especially in terms of dance and this was sort of in uh that article yeah uh is this is practice as theory 
Yeah. So when you put the practice, it's like first yeah. just put the practice first, practice first, because everyone, especially in college, man, oh man, do they, they are being trained how to think and also how to use their mind to potentially work around their feelings. Right. Because feelings are really fucking hard. Yeah. People don't want to do them. And especially when it comes to the arts, I, you know, it's like, that was what they were for, but now what are they for? And is right. it for the, just for the extension of the academy or some sort of white supremacy or et cetera? Right. Like this idea it's of capital. elitism. Big time. And it's erasing populations of people who have never had access to education in that yep. way of, you know... So breaking down classes, yeah. structures in the academy, I think load front loading with practice as theory. Yeah. And then we can talk about this stuff where I can like toss you like yeah. gender trouble right. later on or like quickly. So that's like when it. I teach comp classes, because I teach comp to both grads and undergrads. I make the undergrads watch the matrix. I was in the Ivory Coast. Oh, I love that. I was in the Ivory Coast for the first two semester or oh, sorry, first two weeks of the semester in the fall. I was teaching at a festival in the Ivory Coast. And I had to give them all these things to do and um, watching The Matrix and then trying to understand why I asked them to watch The Matrix. Like those were the first assignments and then make something like in response to that experience. And then like we go from there and a lot of them had never, they had written The Matrix off as just like pop because generationally like they were born in like the 2000s. So, I mean, I'm talking about undergrads, like, so, so generationally, they kind of like, just kind of wrote it off as like a thing that like nerds liked. I'm like, no, also like the Wachowski sisters, like, you know, now. So it's like, just what all the fuck that that, is. Like beginning of that system as well. So it was just like, y'all, this is, this is. There's so much to like crack open from here, but but kind of just talking about the matrix that we live in and how like you should be able to look at work and understand what it's doing to a degree and you can hold things at distance and be like, okay, it's not for me. That's something that I've learned. That's like work can be good. Work can be fully developed. And, you know, you know, you're not the intended audience and sitting and being okay with that. Like that's something that people have like, how do you. How do you develop ideas and whatever, like identifying ideas? How do you develop them? How do all these things come together? So I teach, I'm going to teach that undergrads, grads, I teach hip hop. Um, and then I do a lot of mentoring to the, the seniors with their right, thesis right. projects. So their that's, that's my curriculum. Right. And then I make, you know, I, I end up making a lot of work with students, like having open reps and, you know, I had to open, I, the student population has really evolved into understanding me and it was really hard when I first got there because they were like what yeah do you want me to do Mm. no (laughs) but there's there's a real understanding and it's that kind of you know where there's more comfort in in that right now so there's there's something interesting too in terms of dance and specifically dance about for those of us who didn't grow up with it, but who grew up with music and films Uh and that those are our inspirations. And yet what did the body do inside of those? Like when I look at PJ Harvey on like Mm -hmm. her Haifa concert tour, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's fucking incredible. And Mm -hmm. if something like that could happen in dance also, then how does that open it up for people outside of a, and outside of a class system that might feel, Oh, I'm, 
it's just for me, you know? Yeah. How, and it is this thing of like, how do we get the Abby Zivikowski tour to happen where it's like, where it can like go into a theater and into a mall. Yeah. Where it's like, and I think that that, if dance wants to survive in a larger way or mm-hmm. become more available, it'd be outside the binary of, so you think you can dance mm-hmm. and like Cunningham, mm-hmm. like there has to be, there's a lot of gray in there that mm-hmm. could actually serve a lot of the population. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. Cause I, I feel like I'm a good bridge builder for some people. I think some people just don't understand or like what I do or me and that's, that's fine but um there's a thank you for that uh I think that to a degree when people on a on a human level when you understand where I'm coming from there is something I'm not gonna say I, so I've been reading a lot of philosophy and I've been reading a lot of African philosophers and um Kwesi Wirindu he's 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 Ghanaian um he, you know, he starts off the book because I think it, the book is called like cultural universals in particulars and, um, you know, talking about epistemologies, talking about how we can be having conversations, but because of like your sense of space and your sense of whatever is completely different from mine. We're not even talking about the right. same thing. The only thing we're all are wired to have in common is to survive. And so I think that there is something inside the perseverance of this work. And I also, to a degree, think this, like, you know, durational work is is appealing to some people because people can relate to, like, fuck. Like, yeah, at least, like, I can see something in that. There's not, there's not, um, like, it's not being kind of shaped from the outside in. Like, there's something really vulnerable about it at the same time as being like really robust and though I don't think the work is aggressive I think it's direct and I think your that, work yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I would I probably be direct. like I have definitely watched it and been like oh oh like I've had I have like definitely have doubled over being like how are they going to get through that so um I think that uh I would like to see you in other life situations because I feel like if if you tried it you would have a different respect for it but everybody can do it right and it's like if you were to go to some you know a location that doesn't necessarily have the same luxuries that you have in the U.S. right yeah how would you be you know that kind of level of discomfort or um even in the U.S., having the, you know, really, if you don't have the, the level of support that you have in New York City, like, I would just be really curious how you would deal with, right. because I think that it's, we forget, because living is so hard, we forget about all the other shit happening around us sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, my, uh, my counselor told me I was other-centered, and it's like that hypervigilance thing where it's like, I'm like, yeah, tracking everybody's mm-hmm. centers. And it's like, yeah, trying to understand that. And like, root, I'm also a Pisces. So like, rooting. So sensitive. What's your moon, though? Um, a, no, no, no. Not Aquarius. Uh, Capricorn. So oh, that's, that's what, a good work moon. And that is the work moon. And, and my two OG dancers are cap, both Capricorns. Work, work, work. Yeah. Tell us about this piece that's premiering at New York Live Arts. Wow. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the work radioactive practice um it is about all these things that i've talked about 
<laughs> you know, and how it, how it manifests in dance form, how compartmentalization, you know, when it comes to, because I'm working with dancers from, you know, all over the country. I'm working from with dancers from way different, you know, different training backgrounds of different races and ethnicities, beliefs, understandings about dance. Uh, my partner, Momar Njai, he's the, he's Senegalese. He's the dramaturge for the work. Um, there is, you know, there your are partner, uh, like your partner, my partner. partner. Oh now? my God. We haven't gotten into that. Word. Uh, so after, um, yeah, you'll he's meet him. He's dramaturging. Okay. He is. Yeah. He's great. Um, so there's, you know, he, he also knows, but he also trained with Vincent, but he also trained with people, you know, Andrea Wamba, he danced for him in, um, in Senegal before he came to the States and there's What a, are you doing with music in this piece? Music? If, I'm if working you don't want to say. I'm working no, I'm working with um Raphael Xavier again. Okay. He did the music. So I was just in Philly last night yeah, working yeah, yeah. with him. So it's cool. it's this kind of again, it's like he he sees music like he sees dance, which he's right. a he's a real formalist, but he doesn't have any knowledge of that system in terms of words. You know what I mean? Because right. he doesn't have any training. He's a breaker. Right, All his right. shit is self taught. So I'm like, he is super punk, yeah. and he is super creative, and his his like his score is like you know it's electronic, no wave, <laughs> hip hop, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, heavy metal. So it's like it's all these things. And it's, you know, the, the, the music is sporadically kind of, it's right. like the music does what the dance does. You know, it's not, there's not typically the dancing to the music thing. Right. Right. And that's just, there's a symbiotic relationship that I'm interested in. Because even when, you know, there's a lot less footsteps in this, like you don't hear the feet as audibly as you did in Abandoned play- Playground, mm-hmm. but you can hear the invisible hit in the body. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a it's a different system, but there's something about that musicality and the dynamics of the body, and well, and, also and creating new body, vocabularies with and these the way the books. body moves, it makes breath flow come out of their body that yeah. also creates a kind of music. I yeah, mean, there's a there's things that happen through them just through the torso that makes them like, <laughs> like yeah, it, it gets pushed out yeah. just because of the way and the you have diaphragms to and you figure out through. how to go go with it. And not fight it. And each dancer has, has their, one of my dancers, um, a dancer, Ruby, she, oh, she yeah, went to Ruby. Yes. And you know, I like. I love Ruby. Like, oh cre- she like a, she was, so was going to be in the Olympics for ice skating. I know. You know, she so she, she has her work, like not to just say she's got good work ethic. Her whole condition, her whole system is geared towards wanting, like wanting, driving, like yeah, finding yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like. Um, it's she's just, hungry and yeah. she also, she gets all the, the roads that are being crossed and all the assumptions that are made and like thwarting assumptions and saying, this is all these other things present inside of what we know. I think that's And this other, is contemporary and dance and it should speak to, to our contemporary times. for why, when it's, it's, it's March. It's 18th through the 21st. Oh, the 21st. Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, good. Yeah. And why, ladies and another, I, I highly suggest it is I think that there's something inside of it that I feel is so inspiring in terms of what the body can do if you attend to the body in larger uh, um, and more... Um, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's, 
it's, I want to say chaotic, but it's so focused. Yeah. It's like this kind it's of focused tur- There's chaos, turbulence. There's turbulence, and they've this, found their... It's this sense of being like, when you watch a movie and someone runs really hard, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm going to go for a really hard run. Like, it reminds me of like, and to go and to talk about it, and what I don't like in terms of the breakdown of how we even talk about art these days is mm-hmm. this idea of high-low. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw Hannah, that movie where it's mm-hmm. like the girl who's been like engineered, basically, mm-hmm. to I was like, I need to run a lot. <laughs> and and that's how I quit smoking back then. Was wow. I was like I would go for long runs and work hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my work was so based on we're gonna like do this thing over and over mm-hmm. and over again to see how far it can go. Mm-hmm. And and in your work, it's how you have found choreography for it that comes from all these different systems mm-hmm. that I I do think hold all these really great complexities and questions mm-hmm. in terms of your own body yeah. transmitting it. Yeah. That you don't shy away from in the work. And well, and then that. and and it can be quite triggering for some dancers inside, and then dancers right. will create things from the inside and teach it to each other. So there is like a, there's a way of working I introduce, not just the physical information. So there is this kind of constant sharing. I'm like, what the what is that? Huh? Like I don't feel right. that. How how do I feel that? Right. Like what you know? While we're trying to find a middle ground, knowing that the meeting point doesn't necessarily exist the way it does when you're in conversation when there's assumptions happening. So it's like, we all know that we're just trying to get here to get to the next, you know, like there's and that. that's physical. Yeah, yeah. Are there other, for our listeners who like aren't so familiar with what you do, if they look you up, uh-huh. are there also, if they go on like a deep dive, are there other artists who are doing this kind of like reframing of contemporary vernaculars into like something more conceptual that they could look at or who you admire? Oh, gosh. Um, I would say, okay, these two people, uh, I always get the Elizabeth Streb comparison. Interesting. Um, her, just the story and kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. her early work in Mm -hmm. particular. And she, seeing her speak when I was an undergrad was like, oh shit, I'm not alone. Like that was revolutionary for me. So Elizabeth Streb by the um, way, Maggie Nelson, who's like one of my favorite yeah. writers ever, Elizabeth Strub's the only person she talks about when she yeah. in Art of Cruelty. That's the only dancer she ends up talking about. We're talking about theater, performance art, all of it. She just talks yeah. about Strub. Anyhow, I would I, say I, look up Vincent Manso, M-A-N-T-S-O-E, um, and check out his Koba technique because, like I said, there's something in that, and he makes work as well. And then um, Bruno Beltrao, Grupo de Rua, um, Brazilian choreographer, um, and then even like Raph Xavier, like mm-hmm. he how what he does with breaking is yeah. super interesting. So all those people are, you know, I, I can't say because like I'm super weird. <laughs> I'm like so uh, things aren't going to look exactly like those things I just said, but right. there are there are strands. Uh, the right. connecting tissue is there. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Cool. Um, I know you need to go to rehearsal. Yeah. If you were going to give one piece of advice to someone who grew up how we grew up, who yeah. wants to do dance, say it in one sentence. One piece of advice that want, that grew up one, how we grew up? Like who grew up a little more like how we grew up and is uh-huh. like, oh, dance, I want to be a part of that. I want you to like. I want, I want you that. to know that there's a space if you make it. And. It's never going to get easier, but you will feel more accomplished as you push along the path. I fucking love you. I fucking love you.